Welcome to Group Think, a weekly podcast where three regular guys come together to offer their opinions and argue their cases on a variety of topics, from science fiction to science fact, conspiracy theories to the paranormal and everything in between. No topic is safe from our petty scrutiny. With me tonight is Ricky, count me twice, Carmen, and Tommy Swags. Gentlemen, good evening. Uh, I'm not even going to ask what count me twice <laughs> means. Evening. Count welcome, me twice. Welcome, welcome. Count me twice is, uh, is appropriate because today's topic is, is the system rigged? We're going to be talking about voter fraud, uh, all the um, different um, different elements that go into voter fraud. So I figured count me twice. You know, could be is, is, a, is a very apropos. Uh, ah, I see what tonight. you did there. Okay. Yeah, you could even call them Ricky Florida Carmen. Uh, Not hanging the hang, Ricky the Hanging Chad Carmen. I hate you so much. <laughs> that was pretty good. But uh, it's just three of us tonight. David's not with us. He's going to be a special guest. Um, um, on upcoming shows where we'll have him if we need a, a fourth man in here to offer his opinion because I, I thought he did a pretty good job last week and uh, definitely offered some some interesting insight all right sounds good okay all right as children we're told winners never cheat and cheaters never win is this the advice we should be giving our own kids or should we teach them the rules of the game that our elected officials play by the mantra of win at all costs, no matter the price, has entered our political sphere and taken center stage recently. Some would argue it's been there for decades, but it's enough to prompt all those involved in the electoral process to declare the system is rigged and the winners of these elections are predetermined no matter what the voters say. Is this true? Are our votes worthless? Tonight, we're going to discuss this as America draws even closer to picking its next president. And I believe we are, what, 13 days away? Yeah, something like that. I think, yeah, November 8th. Yeah, November 8th is actually election day. It's uh, two Tuesdays from now. So, yeah, about 13 yeah, two days weeks, away. Yeah, yeah So, um, just a, an interesting thing before we get into the topic. I, I pulled this up. Um, this is this is a pretty interesting statistic because a lot of people like to, um, you hear a lot about Donald Trump saying uh, the system is rigged and, you know, everything's going against him or just, you know, against the the Bernie Sanders as well. It's just they have the winner selected. And, um, you know, some people would argue that voter fraud is is a real threat, and others would argue that it's just being blown out of proportion by the losing side. So I want to read to you an interesting quote before we get into it. And um, here we go. It says, According to a Pew Charitable Trust report from February of 2012, one in eight voter registrations are significantly significantly inaccurate or no longer valid. One in eight. Since there are 146 million Americans registered to vote, this translates to a stunning 18 million invalid voter registrations on the books. It says, furthermore, more than 1.8 million deceased individuals are listed as voters, and approximately 2.75 million people have registrations in more than one state. So numbers on this scale are obviously provide opportunity for just a ton amount of fraud. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was like that I high. didn't That's realize. Ridiculous. Me neither. Crazy. And it's... Uh, and it's funny because because at the end here, I'm, I'm going to get into some things that can actually that they're trying to formulate or suggesting that can actually go and um, and prevent this kind of fraud, whether it's done intentionally, whether it's done by accident. You know, you hear about people collecting um, um, 
um, welfare and um, and social security years after they pass away. It's just, you know, it's just like a, a clerical error or something like that. But we're gonna go into like some of the um, some of the uh, forms that voter fraud comes in. But before we do, let me ask you guys. What do you think? Do you think Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, and all their followers are correct when they say that the system's rigged, that no matter how you vote, the winner's already predetermined? In my opinion, not in the grand scheme of things. I think there is um, terrible auditing or, um, I guess, like like you mentioned er like earlier with all the, like the, there's deceased people still registered. I think it's just the government not catching up and uh just taking the people out of the system yet i don't think it's rigged in the sense where people are um are, are predetermined to win so not like that i think it's just terrible um data entry job that's not on my, so not on the scale uh, in the, the the millions of votes required to actually influence a national election you don't think it's quite there i think people can uh, vote twice like uh, Tommy mentioned the other day uh, where people are registered in two different states and they can go uh, vote in South Carolina and then go vote in Tennessee right and so I think people can do that but to, to alter an election I don't think so I think it's more of a uh, just a bad data entry job so okay. so going to your point um, if it is something like bad record keeping whatever like that a couple of votes here, a couple of votes there. What does it really matter? Not enough to win, to influence, right? Yeah, I agree. All right, Tommy, what, what do you think? So I, I do think that a lot of it doesn't really matter um, as far as our personal vote. I don't think it's predetermined. Um, I do think the primaries and stuff where you're picking who the candidates are going to be, I think that is very people-driven uh, because it is a popularity contest. Um, I don't think, however, that the popular vote, when it comes down to it, honestly matters. The Electoral College is who votes and determines who's going to be the next president. And I think that's the big thing that people miss out on. Um, so I, I could see that the popular vote leaning one way, but the Electoral College picking something else that they feel is going to benefit them. So I do feel like the the value of my vote is not very strong. I, I agree really with that. Don't. But as far as the whole voting process, I think it's archaic. I mean, you have all these people that are just kind of come in, they get set up their little boots, and it's all volunteer-based. And, you know, you have to check, oh, did you, you know, well, I guess depending upon the state, you know, voting in Tennessee, um, you don't have to register as a Republican or a Democrat. You can just go and vote. And then you're leaving all this information to this person. And all I have to do is bring in something that shows like my voter registration card, which I got in the mail. Like that's not hard to obtain. Right. You know, I can just go online. I could probably get like 50 of them if I wanted to register them to different areas. And I could go spend an afternoon and go vote at eight different places. So using like, that, using that logic, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but using that logic where you say like, you know, the popular vote, it's, it would seem easier to rig a popular vote um, than it would be to um, influence the electoral college. Uh, I don't know enough about the Electoral College of why it became popular or became the gold standard to which we hold our elections to. Um, but wouldn't wouldn't the Electoral College then it wouldn't stand a reason that that almost prevents voter fraud? Electoral College, uh, it was um, it does prevent voter fraud in that sense. What you're saying, but it's it, to Tommy's point, it doesn't make you feel like your vote counts. It's like, uh, exactly. it, right, it's, right. So it's it's I I don't think it 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 
it was made for voters fraud. I think it, if I remember correctly, it's, it was it has to do with population. Where... Yeah, it was so it was those states with a larger population carried a bigger weight. You know, obviously New York, right. California, Texas, stuff like that. Right. But why not just go with the straight popular vote? Why not just you know you got five hundred thousand votes, this one got four hundred thousand votes, you win. It's it's not as easy as you think it is. It, it in order to overturn the electoral college, it, it's in the constitution. So uh, you know how you know anything written in the constitution these days is pretty much well, stone. For now, for now it is. Yeah. yeah. Who, who knows how it'll well, be after November eighth? I, I think some of the stuff you know when we talked about you know how many people that are actually deceased that still vote. Um, I, I do. I could see that being a real problem in states that have people predetermined as like their candidacy. So if uh, if I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat and I'm pre uh, pre registered to vote that certain way and I pass away and I voted this way before when it came down to election time, that it probably wouldn't be hard to say, oh well, this name popped up, and then there'd be no background check of it. Um, but I also, you know, when I go in to vote, like they don't really. There's there's not much of a verification process, you know. Well, I have we have to show yeah, go, our, we have to show to our like, ID here in Florida. Yeah, but it's you know like if you go try to pay your cell phone bill, you have to show more ID than you do to register to vote to pick our next president for the country. I agree. For the country, I agree. I, you know, agree. I, I think that should be a lot more strict of a procedure. Yeah, um, some people claim you know, that you do that. That that's kind of racism, uh, because you know not the poor and indigent can't really afford free state IDs is what they'll argue. I mean, even though they're free, um, but you know, <laughs> right. so they'll, they'll, they'll claim that, but you're right. It's crazy that it takes more ID for me to pay a bill, just to pay a bill, not even to make changes to the service, just to pay a bill than it requires to, uh, to vote for president. Yeah, and therefore, I think that's why partially too, why we do have the electoral colleges, you know, like uh, Ricky had stated, you know, um, it, it is to help prevent voter fraud, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like we could just bring in more systems into place. I mean, the election happens once every four years, um, you know, for the, right, for the primary. I, I don't feel like that should be such a hard thing to put into place to have a real set of guidelines for proper verification. Like, okay, well, you know, if you get an ID, yeah, you need to show two, two proofs of ID. Um, whether a birth certificate, social security card, you have to show something in order to to be able to get a driver's license or to even go drink. You know, places yeah. you, have, you have to be ID'd to drink. Well, the people voting, you know, there's only a three-year difference between where they can and can't drink. And you know darn well people are going to make sure they have their ID to drink and then complain about it later that, oh, I couldn't get it because, you know, I got to vote. No, it's a very, very small number of people in the grand scheme of things that – between that age to have just a legal ID card versus being able to go out and drink. It's yeah. saying about how uh, requiring identification. Well, here's a conspiracy theory for you. Who's to say that the powers that be, um, you know, you say it's an easy thing to correct. What, what makes you think that it's not being done on purpose, keeping it flawed just for that reason? I, I don't necessarily think it's easy to correct, being that I, I've worked in those environments where we do have to go through a lot of like uh, – you know, identity verification, it's a very expensive tool to have. And then to branch that out as far as, you know, we've got so many places to vote because they try to make it very localized for people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's often at public places like schools, uh, even churches, libraries, things like that. Um, to get that type of equipment into everybody's hands would be tough. Um, but, you know, so you, you do run into that side of it where I think that would be a very cost heavy method to bring in. 
But I think with as far as we are going to the digital age and how easy identity theft is, uh, even to you know make a fake ID that you know scan it, well maybe you know I can find someone who's got a similar name to me and a similar birth date, and you know so it doesn't look as fraudulent as if you know I'm like 15 years old trying to pretend I'm 25. Right. Right. You know, we've we've got a lot of technology out there, and I think we do need to start growing that especially in times like this. And I think that also another problem is, is each state is different. You, you can go to Florida and then their system is different as compared right. to Tennessee. Agreed. So the problem is every state has their own rules and, and that's as it should be. That's what the state votes on and that's their rules. So I think the problem is we don't have a universal system as compared to maybe another country has because they're just a smaller country where it's, we're yeah. 50 individual states. And I could see, I could see each state having their own way of doing things based on local elections. But I think something uh, national, nationwide, such as the presidential election, uh, I think it should be done with some uniformity. I think there should be one consistent system. Uh, it's the same throughout the, all 50 states, you know, and that's what the standards that you're held to. I, I don't I think they, they, they should definitely do something like that. I, your I, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Your driver's license follows you from state to state. Right. So why can't you know, voter registration? It's a pretty important thing. I want to get into some some forms of uh, voter registration. We've touched upon, uh, upon a few of them here. And first was you hear about these registering dead voters to vote via absentee ballot. An absentee ballot is just rife with um, with uh, opportunities for for fraud. That we'll get into. But there's others called uh, there's 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 this thing called in Texas. They're called vote harvesting. Um, it's people going about illegally procuring votes for their candidates through uh, harvesting. Uh, which is the practice of illegally obtaining the signatures of valid voters in order to vote in their name without their consent for the candidates that the people want to uh, get elected. We got voter intimidation. We saw this last election uh, with Barack Obama where you actually had um, Black Panthers sitting outside certain polling places with their batons um, making threats, not so idle threats to uh, white voters going in to vote. So that's another form of uh, voter fraud. Uh, destruction or uh, invalidation of ballots. That's the, you know, obviously hiding or destroying ballots that they're cast. And uh, I don't know how you guys do it in Tennessee. But in Florida, we get a big paper ballot, we mark it, and then we slide it into this machine where it's sucked into, and then you never see it again. And I've always joked every year, like, hey, it's like a shredder. I go, I wonder if my vote was even counted. It just seems to go into a shredder. The same thing in Tennessee and uh, South Carolina. Well, you don't know yet, Tommy, in it's, South Carolina, but same yeah, thing in Tennessee. Yeah, South Carolina, I don't know. But Tennessee is it was, uh, it's digital. digital. Yeah, so, we have this big gray pad, and it has red yep. buttons, and it's got a list of the names, and you just hit the button. That's right next to the name. And, oh, and but you, you, you don't actually, just, you don't actually physically mark on a ballot. No, nope. but you get you get this little okay. thing, the piece of paper you bring to a guy next to the booth. They take that piece of paper and submit that you actually voted. But then, the, and the actual booth itself, it's all digital. And then when you're done, there's this big red button to the right hand side, and you press it like you're pre like pressing a like a nuclear bomb launch code. It's a, it's really cool. You yeah. press it and it goes. Your yeah, vote is so being casted. They they have taken it up a notch in the technology field, but still, like you know, 
there, there's no real solid verification process. And it's funny because there's already talk because there's early voting going on. I believe in 30 states right now is early voting going on. And they're talking about systems similar to what you guys are describing in Tennessee where at the last second when the person hits the nuclear launch code button, they all of a sudden see their vote. Like say it was for Trump. It switches over to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And then, it gets, then it gets calm. You hear about you hear about this in every election. Yeah. But it's just I find like, that stuff to be fake because I've – I voted for every election, and I've never had that happen to me. Yeah, same here. You, you never saw it like at the last second, like thanks for your, you know, to see it switch or anything. Nope, nothing okay. like that's ever yeah, happened. Yeah, I, I think that's people just trying to get a rise out could of stuff. Be. You know, could be it's its own conspiracy theory. But the, right. but the thing Plan is, though, see. with versus paper versus digital, it doesn't have a very good audited system if you're digital. So it's really it's really hard to audit. A, a digital machine versus a paper one because right. they can open the machine or box sure. and go, yeah. hey, okay, well, Stephen Palakitis did pr- pick Trump, but it shows that uh, it marked him as Hillary. Right. So that's right. I do I do and that's think a, and that's a scary thing going into that kind of technology that you just said it right there. It's so much easier to manipulate to to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And you also don't know. Like, I mean, we have people that can hack through fax machines. Right, right. You know, your printer, mm-hmm. if it's a Wi-Fi printer, they can get into your network because it's easier than trying to guess your Wi-Fi password. Like, you've got all this this stuff going on. So, yeah, as the digital age gets, uh, you know, bigger, there's more opportunity for that stuff. But it's also easier when it works to manage it. Because it's a lot of manpower to sit there and you know oh, yeah. through all those punch cards and stuff. And, For sure. And especially you know like this election, there's so many more people that are going to vote now than ever before, which is awesome. Yeah, they but, say turnout for this one just through the primaries. Uh, it's been record breaking. Uh, exactly. Most for, on the, for on the Republican, Republican side. side, right? Yeah. Republican side. Yeah. Couple of couple other things I want to hit here before we get too off too off topic. And not that we're getting off topic, but this is good. Um, they have like ballot stuffing where people just submit multiple votes uh, by one person. Uh, tampering with electronic voting machine. Um, gerrymandering, which is the act of redistrict- redistricting um, zones and 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 communities for political purposes. And then I mentioned earlier already voter suppression. That's like through uh, intimidation. Um, but going going moving forward, um, you see us. You see us. They want us to. They're talking about now using smartphones or being possible to use smartphones uh, to vote. And I just I just see that that would just be just open up all kinds of doors for voter fraud. Where we're talking we're talking right now. Like yeah, it exists, but it's not at the scale everyone's like paranoid about. But man. Think about it. Going from a smartphone, think about that. Um, well, would that just that open up Pandora's box? Yes and no. It can. It, it depends how well the uh, app or the software is built. It, it, it could be encrypted where your your text messages, like your text messages are in an encryption, which is almost near impossible to hack. So it depends on how well the system is built. But you, you, to your point, though, there is hackers out there who could probably do something. But um, like I think it was New Hampshire that had the app. They actually did something for the primaries to vote for their candidate, and it worked out very well. They 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 found out uh, their candidate in real time, that, and it was seamless. And so it it can work, and it but it can also be a double edged sword. Right, I was going to say built exactly. poorly. Technology can be amazing, awesome, make our lives so much easier. But at the same time, it could be the sword that kills us. At the same time, it's like. 
you can't can can you have one without the other or is it just the world we live in if you if you want to be technologically advanced you these are the consequences trial and error is how i, I how i would base it because right. if you build an app and it, and it gets hacked again you're like if it's a popular app you're like okay well i have to increase security i'm going to increase security to make sure my customers or my consumers are protected and so i it's usually a trial and error thing to me Okay, so eventually you just work the bugs out and you say that you can do something to prevent any kind of voter fraud from happening. Oh, oh yeah, because if, if think about it, though, it's like um, it, it'd be something like sort of close to an IP address where one laptop has uh, one specific IP address gotcha. where they can link it to that and then you can't. What would, what would prevent a person, though, from obtaining four or five IP addresses and well, I mean, throwing it, twice, that was, three that times? That would be the tough part because... Yeah, I mean, every every device, well, on the internet side of it, its connection is going to be linked to an IP address, then the individual device has its own MAC address. Right. And But at the same time, like, even if it's done over phones, like, uh, you know, I've got several phones on my account in my name. Uh, well, what's going to stop me from to voting that point, five times? Right. For, you know? like, for school, when you take an online exam, they won't, you can't be signed into multiple things. I've tried to, just so I can uh, have people help me on the, well, actually, allegedly, and no one's really helped me on my exam. <laughs> I was but, <laughs> but, but what easy. they'll do is if you try to sign into another thing, it will uh, it will sign you out saying you can't be signed into more than one at, at a time. It's just like Tommy's uh, Sunday ticket thing. Uh, look what happens Sunday. Only one right. device can be on at a time. So okay. it, it can be protected. Um, I, I think that they could really go into more of a, you know, digital timestamp with it. Because if I have my own, you know, ID number or, you know, verifying either by my social security number or my voter registration number or something like that, and it goes all digital. And once that registration number has been done, I can't go in on another device and reuse it. It'll say, it'll, you know, give me an error says, uh, you've already voted. And they can run, you know, an Excel spreadsheet and run a program that can, find out okay well we have all these you know we have 500 million registered voters we had you know 100 million vote these are the ones that did vote and did not vote and go from there and so the only way someone would be able to access is if they had you know matching up their birth date and social to get and having their uh, voter registration number yeah you know, be, to make it, like a, a like a web link for it and then if someone tries to sign in under someone else's let's say you've already voted or, you know, give an error, just, you know, like what you said with like the Sunday ticket, it knows, oh, well, only one person can use it. So if I'm on it, uh, I get an error. So I need to kick someone off. Yeah. And it's just, it's just the same thing as if you're doing the paper route too, uh, Pally, is if you do that, like there, there's obviously there's people who are going to do voter fraud where they're going to steal other people's information and vote anyways. Right. Right. So, I mean, either right. way, whether it's digital or paper, it still can be manipulated. Exactly. All right. It's well, just, you know, it might, a digital medium might allow more people to vote because it is tough and a lot of jobs especially if you're working like a factory or call center or something like that a lot of these places aren't going to let you take time off work to go vote yeah a lot of them say they might let you but the reality is there's a lot of people if they're work working and get stuck they're stuck and then they can't vote they don't have an outlet to go or they might have a long commute and therefore they can't make it back home in time to to vote in their local area. And you if know, you I think about it, 35 uh, miles away from work, you know, I, I couldn't take that time off work to go home and vote. 
and then go back to work. That'd be and, way too much time. And if you think about it, digital may be actually safer because if there's people committing voter fraud out there, and depending on what device you use, it can it, it, if you can link it back to that person. Like, okay, uh, it looks like exactly. uh, Pally voted three times, and he's supposed to only uh, vote once on his device. So it's it it, it can be it's used to stop voter fraud too. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's um, you know, we we talk a lot about we've hit on the absentee votes. Um, I voted absentee one time when I was in the Air Force. That's basically where you receive a mail-in um, ballot from your home state. You fill it out and mail it in. It's very popular. A lot of people use it, uh, especially if they're not going to be in their home states uh, when the voting occurs. Um, do you guys see this uh, as a potential um, hot point for voter fraud? Why or why not? Uh, I was going to let you go, Tommy. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, I, I think that the absentee valid, it's, it, it's great for those types of scenarios. But I, that's where I would like to see a digital impact because if you, you can always take a hit or miss chances, say like, oh, well, I know this person's information. I'm going to go ahead submit all these absentee valids based off their information and then maybe by chance they might go in and vote themselves I don't know but it's anything too if you're gonna mail it in that just puts it at even bigger risk and they're saying um, too because of the fact that it's mailed in there's no there's no official observers to make sure that the process is done legally so they say that you know it, it could just you know people it could you know, you talk about people grabbing absentee uh, votes and just forging names and whatnot. I think that just it's too juicy of a target, you know, right. to be out there that can be eliminated. And this is another thing where I, I can just see digital saving the day here where it can protect right. protect the vote and make sure who's voting uh, is actually uh, whoever's on the ID is actually voting. And so don't I, get me right. wrong. I'm not against going digital or anything like that. I think we need to evolve our process, but I just want to make sure that it's done and that it can be there can be, you know, it can be regulated. Absolutely. And, you know what I'm saying? Because when right. you say digital, it just seems to me it's easy. Like you, you grow up watching these spy movies, just finger couple of taps of the keys on a, in a computer and all of a sudden you see the pendulum swing in one direction right. but as long as it can be monitored maintained and, and and you know as corrupt free as possible man i'm all for going for digital especially absentee ballots it just seems so archaic yeah if if voting was um the the number i looked at earlier today when researching this a little bit it's usually uh the there's 241 million people who usually vote and we had about one in two people uh, voted last year, so about fifty percent turnout. If we had more of a turnout, let's say seventy-five to like ninety uh, percent right. of people voting, I could see where um, if it, then taking a closer look at voting fraud. But I don't, I don't think it's a widespread epidemic here where we have to like crack down. I, 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 just, I see it as it does happen, but not in the grand scheme of things where it's going to change right. an election. And I got right. a statistic here. Um, in the election of 2000, uh, News 21 did a uh, polling uh, where they discovered 2,068 cases of alleged election fraud. So it's alleged. But uh, anyway, the number one... Um, most uh most um uh what, what happened to most was uh, absentee ballot fraud which accounted for 23.7 percent of all uh voter fraud um uh instances so you know it's the bigger one of the two that we agree on what could be fixed by just going to a, a digital format all right yep so move Those. off of that now 
Jerks. You hear, you, and, and it's funny, too, because just keeping with that, when I said that vote harvesting, in, in Colorado, they pay people to collect these these absentee ballots and, and submit them. They're actually paid uh, as, like, how many of the votes they, they bring in. So they're paid per vote. And, again, that just leaves all kinds of opportunity for voter fraud, especially if these people are getting paid per vote. You know, who's to say they're not just, you know, grabbing votes and just doing it again, just, um, you know, putting in false names and stuff. But right, that's right. just one less one more thing I want to add to that. But you hear a lot about like, um, you know, you say you need an ID to drive and consume alcohol, but not to vote in U.S. elections. Um, is requiring IDs racist as the left claims? Why is having proof of identity uh, racist or discriminatory? What do you guys think? I don't think it's racist at all. I mean, it's just a, just a bit of safeguard as to protect uh, the vote that's being cast. Yeah, and it's, and it's I, funny. Well, I'm sorry, time, but I just want to get in here because they say um, they say the Government Accountability Office that uh, reported uh, indicated some 100,000 people fewer people voted when Kansas and Tennessee introduced the voter ID law. And they say that the biggest decline was uh, weighted more heavily toward younger voters and black voters. Uh, so that's, I think, where they get the racism Are, claims. So, the, so I understand correctly. They're saying that African-Americans or black people don't have IDs? Or Correct. Or they don't have a means to go get one. I mean, there's there's arguments being made for both sides. I mean, obviously, the people that say, you know, you should use them are those that say, you know, you do is fill out a simple form and do this. And, and, and believe it or not, there's an argument out there like, well, they just don't have time to fill out a piece of paper and send anything in. It's like, but they have time to vote. I mean, it probably takes yeah. more time to vote than to get an ID. So, again, in keeping, I think it's, I think it's, um, it's, it's, it's kept off the books as far as required an id for a reason i think it's uh, and i think it's a nefarious in, reason in your research have you found um illegal immigrants how like is there a stat and how much they I, vote? I haven't come across them but of course you hear about that all the time illegal aliens voting yeah, um, because, especially in california because i could see the an id solving that problem right away right they actually they came up with a great um a great way of um, of stopping, um, or actually, when they say require an ID, this is one proposal. They say um, poll workers could check driver's license photos uh, digitally if a voter doesn't bring his ID, or they could photograph and obtain an affidavit from the voter who didn't have a driver's license or any kind of ID. That way, there'd be a digital record, an affidavit, and a digital record, and a picture of the person as they voted. So if they tried to vote again in any other polling place, it would um, automatically come up and be flagged. There's a perfect solution to the whole ID uh, ID controversy. Oh, what is it? That, I like I, what I just said. When the person comes in, they say they don't have an ID. You make them sign an affidavit stating who they are. You take their picture, and it's all stored digitally. Uh, no, I misunderstood because okay. I thought okay. you were I thought you were saying there was a that was an open ended. Uh... So. Right, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Sorry so I, 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 I like that idea. Um, it's a great idea. I, I don't really see how there being a decline. I could see that the, you know, people, oh man, my ID's expired or something like that's happened. And like, uh, well, this is an inconvenience because now I got to go to the DMV before I go vote. I don't even um, think that would matter but, though if it was expired, right? Well, an expired ID expired, is, is, that, is not is a valid, valid form of ID. Yeah, you know, uh, okay. if your ID's, you know, it's it's becomes invalid at that point. So, gotcha. Um, I, I think that it just hits in a laziness, honestly. 
Okay. Um, I don't think that it's a race thing. You know, identification is not you know determined by race in, just at all. Everyone right. has to have an I ID. Agree. So I think that's just a cop out because of all the race stuff that's been going on, especially during this election time. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that's such a terrible excuse. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. Lots of people drive. Lots of people have to have IDs. Um, most of the time, to get a driver's license, it might only be twenty bucks. It's not an inconceivable amount of money that people just don't have. Not at I th- all. I think state IDs, though, I think they're they're free. Are they they might really? very well be. I, yeah, I, I think that state I IDs know. are free. Uh, free uh, driver's licenses yeah. aren't. But you know what? We sit here and we agree. We're pretty logical guys. We're pretty clear headed, and we think we obviously are, we have thoughtful um, arguments to cases, and. You know, we see that. What's the problem? Why? Why shouldn't you have to provide ID? Doesn't this just create more, um, more untrustworthiness inside the system by them Absolutely. not securing this loophole? And what is the point? Why would they want to keep this that that, that loophole open? I think it's just it's just um, to me it, it's going to sound like I'm a, uh, a, a right wing nut job here, but it's just pitting um race wars because they just want they want to keep that firewall so they cater to uh african americans because i guess maybe they don't want to get id or scared of the system so that's why they say it's racist that's a good point i know plenty of people black and white who have stuff in their history that you know they don't want to be quote on the grid um because of you know it may be coming back and oh so here you are you know and all of a sudden they have you know the, the cops showing up on their doorstep so that's right a good not point only, good point not only that but i mean you could have something you pop up on your record like um you have your id suspended or something like that and it's illegal for you to be driving and they don't want to show their id because of fear you know right you don't know the situation that they're in legally but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, you want your upstanding citizens to vote and you want people to go out there. So if we're going to require ID for things like um, going to a Hillary Clinton book signing, um, yet she doesn't want us to have you know, voter ID, um, that's kind of a, a pet peeve of mine. Um, I don't like the politicians. They, they, really, they really require you to show ID to go to a book signing? Yeah, who knows? It was a meme uh, okay, on Facebook. Okay. Right. But I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, but regardless, I don't think as a politician, I would think that they would want that. You know, I, I think they would really try to push, you know, you know, yes, they're, they're really trying to encourage people to vote, and that's awesome. And, you know, a lot more people have. But I think with as much that comes at stake with your voting rights, you know, whether it's the presidential or anything, I, I think that it's, you know, it's a legal system. They have to go through a lot to be a, an elected government official. Right. And if it's our government, we should have our own verified citizens voting for those people. And I, I think it should be better regulated, and I think it should be required everywhere to show your ID. I think, too, um, as, you know, we, we see... Um, the last three elections, I actually going back to George Bush going on taking on the creator of the internet, Al Gore. Um, you, I, there's just this level of divisiveness within the American populace that it's, it's almost down the middle, fifty fifty. Uh, it's 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 race lines. It's also political leanings. But it, we're so divided 
we get so passionate to the point where we're attacking one another. Yeah, yeah. we're attacking Absolutely. one another based on because I don't agree with you or because of what you agree. We're attacking each other. Wouldn't you, as the government, do whatever you could? It's like we were talking earlier, Ricky, about how you have to act nowadays because you don't know how people are going to react to you, and you don't want you can get in trouble very easily in this politically correct landscape that we yeah, find correct. ourselves living in so you almost have to you have to you have to behave as if you were being recorded 24 7 okay that's that's the definition of integrity and that's just how people i tell i tell my sons you know it's a dangerous world where it's your word against theirs you act you walk that line and you act like you're being watched 24 7 as the government why wouldn't you just try to alleviate any semblance of corruption they call it being transparent why, why just i don't it's almost like they keep it in there just to keep the fires burning to me it's, it's maybe a conspiracy here but it's in order to uh, keep votes because if you if you cater to a specific group you're going to do a specific thing that they like and so i i really believe it's for votes so if they pit um uh, african americans against republicans that means they're always going to vote democrat so that's why there's that there's that division there because and i get that i get that but it's like i know if my side won if my side wins okay november 8th i would want the losing side to see that everything was done on the up and up there wasn't any fraud there wasn't any manipulation there wasn't anything and i would do whatever i whatever it would take just to, to to do that to kind of cool these fires because you know what no matter who wins on november 8th half of america is going to be upset and half of america is going to be gloating and that's it's just very a true bad combination it's very true and Agreed. i think and i think you know if you could say at the end of the day it's like getting in a fist fight with somebody you but can't stand. The, but you're forgetting pally it's uh, is that they are only in office for 48 years so they're not i mean yes they have won four years from now they have to go through the whole thing again right so that's no, I, why I, I, what i'm that, saying though is like why wouldn't you just try to like calm things down because was, I, they have to keep the yeah. firewall up they have to keep the firewall up then yeah. again four years they need that same 25 percent i'd like to see i'd like to see our politicians go out of like you know two backroom brawlers you know they have a good fight they're both bleeding but at the end they shake their hands good fight nobody cheated nobody did anything dirty to win but you just don't get that anymore yeah i mean that's that there's a reason why it's called a firewall it's it's because it's it's you can always guarantee it every election uh you you, uh, republicans are going to get the nra people most likely the democrats are going to get the african-american vote and 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 the minority vote it's just you got to cater to what it's going to get you votes and you got to sustain that because again the elections in four years four to eight years here's an interesting um one other thing I got while I was um, while I was doing research, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this. The 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 voting machines, the the actual ones that that count the votes. Um, you know, I saw something on Facebook. Do you all you guys know who George Soros is? I do. Yes, I do. He's a, he's a big uh, propaganda. For he's the money the, behind yeah. Hillary Clinton, behind the left, behind Mo- the globalists. Move on dot org is what he has. He's he's cre- he's got his tentacles and everything. And um, there, there was a there was a thing on Facebook about him having a company that he owns or has some money invested in, is actually has actually created 
the voting machines in like 16 states that use them during the election. They were saying like, you know, if, if you check and see if that name's on there, insist on a paper ballot kind of thing. It's just who knows who knows how truthful it was or anything like that. But there there is truth in this that um, in, there are in uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, for one, they uh, the SEIU, which is a big, huge union. Um, they were huge supporters of uh, Barack Obama. Well, these guys in Clark County, where Las Vegas is, um, they're the ones that actually are the technicians that fix these voting machines. And they were saying that, according to early voting, when Harry Reid was was running for re-election for his position in the Senate, um, they say a glitch in the system caused Harry Reid's name to be automatically checked on the ballot before voters had indicated who they were even supporting. So before it even started, the check mark would appear on Harry Reid's uh, name already. And they kind of, you know, the, the conspiracy guys linked it to the fact that SEIU were the ones who were actually maintaining these voting machines. But they were like, they, they said it's it happened quite a bit. They said one person, it's a fluke, but it happened to like, you know, 10 15 20 people within an hour of this going on so was it just a coincidence or does stuff like that you do you guys think stuff like that actually happens where the machines themselves are tampered with to um to affect voting i think i think it's very possible i'm not saying it did happen but i, I could see something like that happening yeah, um, very there was, easily there was a spoof on parks and recreation where um there's this one episode where they were going to go vote in the booth and uh the machine if you were picked the opponent it would do a crying sound like a baby crying but if you picked the <laughs> other candidate it would go here's a free here's a voucher for free candy <laughs> so uh, that's it, funny it's, uh, and it's funny we make light of that but i believe stuff like that can happen yeah, definitely. So, I mean, this happens- especially in the punch ballads and stuff like that, you know, it, and even the digital ones, yeah, someone can, you know, you're, you're locked in there, like, privately. Right. You know, there's usually, like, a curtain or something, so people can't see what you're doing to make it private. Yeah. So, if this, if this happens over the course of an election where tens of millions of people vote, and we have 100 here, or 100 there, 1,000 here, 1,000 there... Is it something we should really be concerned with, or is it like just the, the cost of doing business? If it's that small, I'd say it's it, it it you shouldn't put too much money into it to fix the problem. But I mean, if it becomes out of hand, then I would say we have to look at it uh, and take a, a deeper look at this. But if it's that small, I, I would say not. We really shouldn't have to take a look at it. It's not that big of a deal. What do you think, yeah. Tommy? Um, I, I agree. You know, like what I mentioned about the digital thing. Um, yeah, I do think the securities could be a little bit better, at least a better accountability system. But it does come into a, a large cost. That, that's something that is the reality behind it. And, you know, if the realism is that voter fraud is very small, which it very well could be, um, the, the checks and balances could be better. Um, I mean, we, you do take a look at a movie like an old one, you know, Love Black Sheep, you know, with Chris Farley and David Spade. Right, right. And, you know, his brother's like the mayor or governor or something like that going in, and they find out that all these old veterans are voting for the person, and they end up winning the vote on popular vote because they have thousands of people who are deceased. Right. And, you know, they found out the truth behind it. You know, if it was something like that major, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, if it's if it's not enough to swing a, you know – an election, yeah, I, I do still believe that we need to have a better ID checking system. Well, what about like, what about what about inf- influencing smaller localized elections? Because you know, maybe you don't start that tidal wave right off 
big to begin with, but maybe it just starts with a small pebble in one side of the pool, and that ripple eventually grows larger and larger and larger. So what we look at is like a couple hundred votes or a couple thousand votes nationwide. Sure, that's a drop in the bucket. That's nothing. But, you know, you take that same during an election of like a local, you know, a local senator or Senate race and say Florida, we have a Senate race coming up. Who's to say a couple thousand votes here and there? It doesn't influence what senator gets in. And then you got a senator in Washington who's been elected who now can dictate policy. I mean, can it start in small things like that? Sure, it certainly can. But again, at the end of the day, it's it's all about where your tax dollars go to. It's just, it's it, are we going to spend a lot of tax dollars here to make sure the the voting system is monitored properly? You know, it's a lot of money. As much money as we just waste. I would almost be okay with us spending um, some money, investing some money in the monitoring and make to make sure that we're having good, square, uh, honest elections. And sure. I mean, look at us. We, we only have our infrastructure right now is not even up to date right now. So it's, it, it's just it's where our tax dollars are going. In. And I, I think that if we put it in minor stuff where only – 300 you said earlier was it's it's being manipulated i say i don't want my tax dollars going to that i rather have uh, a better highway system than these 300 people who are being manipulated that's a we're in an entirely different subject that uh, being able to dictate where our tax dollars go to the federal government sure i'm me. saying if i, I know, wanted I to if, if i had right. to slice the pie up that's what i would do so what do you think? Do you think do you think there could be a chance that this does affect millions of votes or are we strictly all in agreement that it's just a, it does exist? Sure, it the, butter, exists. the butterfly effect. Yeah, sure. It, it could it could happen. But in but in the whole inner workings of the system here, I think that it's minor, but it could it could start an avalanche. I do agree with that. And just but as of right now, I don't see it uh, being a huge problem. I say we, we stop it, though, before it gets to be that tsunami that I could eventually see coming along. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but as of right now, I don't think it should be number one priority. All right, here we go. This is just to play devil's advocate here, okay? We're not pointing any fingers, nothing like that. I'm if pointing you, It's your fault. You. Uh, yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> there you go. All right, next question. Now, who's, who's <laughs> to blame? Who do you think has more to win in all this? It seems to me that it's always the GOP... Uh, complaining about this. Who do you think is behind this? Who do you think stands to benefit more from uh, rigged elections than um, than the other? Um, just you know, if you had to pick, you know, say say there is cheating involved. Say who do you think? Which side do you think is doing the cheating? And you know, who did the, who does it benefit more? Oh, in, in my opinion, I think it's a, a little bit of both. Maybe more on the left side, but I'm biased, so I I think it's both sides. I think that they're they each one of them has their own firewall that they're protected behind, and I do I do think that there is manipulation that goes on on both sides. So I think they're they can point fingers at both sides. Uh, Tommy, right? I, I wouldn't say necessarily one party over another. Um, it, in this current, I, I personally I would find whoever is more against it would be the guilty party. So. That's just kind of my view on it, but yeah, so I mean, whoever fraud, I could, I could say, you know, oh, I'm gonna try to, you know, submit a hundred votes for Hillary under myself, um, and then you know, Ricky could be like, oh, I'm gonna submit a hundred votes for for Trump myself. You know, I, I, th I think people are people, and if it's individuals doing it, I don't think it's like some grand scheme of one political party, um, but it is a problem. 
regardless. So you're saying, you're, it's interesting. It's a good, it's a good point. So you're saying it, it's more or less like it, it comes down to not so much a side as it does to the individual. Kind of like if you leave a guy alone, five people alone in a candy store with no cameras or anything, some are going to steal, some won't. Like that kind it, of. Is there actual any evidence that uh, to date where the uh, elected official has been behind voter fraud? Uh, I, you know, in pulling all this stuff up, uh, I haven't seen anything where they had, they've had, they've had some elections where the votes cast weren't on the up and up. Like, um, there were, you know, more votes than registered voters. Um, so they'd have to go to a re, re, um, I guess, a, a vote off. They'd have okay. to vote again. So there have been cases like that, but not like where they said this particular candidate was cheating. Then I, I, I have cheating. to agree with Tommy then. It's, it's just on the individual level then. That's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I I don't think it, as far as like the presidential elections, you know, with how many millions people actually you know participate, you know, little bits here and there, I don't think are going to make that big of a, a deal. Especially since like we say, the electoral college is who makes the final decision. But as far as like local, um, yeah, I think it has a much bigger play in that because when you're dealing on a local, and you might have you know. 10,000 people that are available to vote and you can manipulate an extra 2,000 votes that's a huge deal you control an extra 20% of the popular vote so yeah but it, I think it comes down to the person I I wouldn't say Democrats are you know likely to cheat on their votes and have you know voter fraud because you know we, we have a cycle that sits pretty well it's usually only like a max three to four, you know, in a row as a Democrat than as a Republican. So at some point it makes a swap. It's not like, oh, uh, we only have de Democratic, you know, presidents. Right. You know, right. That, that stuff pops too much. I, I think that the voter fraud has a much bigger impact on a local level than it does on presidential. Right. And my thing is I just am very passionate about um, identification for it. Right. To clarify, when I was saying manipulation earlier for both sides, I'm talking about like political agendas versus uh, voting fraud. I didn't clarify. Right. Sorry. And then you guys remember a few years ago when we uh, we were in Iraq when they had their they had their first elections, uh, how everybody had to dip their finger in ink um, to prove that they voted or to show that they voted, so there was no like kind of they weren't able to rig elections. Do you guys remember that at all? Uh, uh, do not. I can't say that. I don't remember that. Well, that's what they did in Iraq. And they had all these Iraqi villagers and women and stuff like that. They're voting in their first ever elections because, of course, Saddam Hussein was running that place for like 30 years or whatever. And uh, yeah, but then what they did to prove that they voted, they would dip their hand in ink that obviously couldn't be washed off easily to show that they've already voted, which was kind of a death sentence, too, because if the wrong people saw that a woman had ink on her finger, um, they would kill her. Um, but again, it was the new Iraq and they were showing we're brave now. We don't, you know, this is us, whatever like that. But short of doing could they didn't have any voter fraud or anything like that or none that was reported. Um, but I mean, do you, short of doing something like that with armed guards uh, hanging at every polling place, what do you think can be done to uh, to absolutely just to guarantee no voter fraud? I mean, I think we, we touched on different means that there were available for voter fraud, but we never really 
you know, come up with like, you know, what they could do to, um, to prevent it. I mean, I mean, yeah, that could definitely prevent it. Um, just having, uh, uh, more police officials there and, or military service. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could see people being uh, afraid to go because they're intimidated. Right. Um, but also, I mean, it just goes how much money is going to cost to put this at every precinct in order to prevent right, voter right. fraud. So I just don't I think don't they have the means to. Yeah, I don't think you want to see that. You want to drive up to a polling place and see a tank with like five armed soldiers there. You know? like, <laughs> right. so, yeah, but I mean, I, if you had an officer, or you know, you could have you know, if you had a local military base, you know, you could have you know someone there to stand guard. But I, honestly, I don't think that would necessarily be worthwhile as much right. as it would be to have proper identification. Because I like you, I like what you guys you know, said. With the with the with the digital having the the VPN and you know the IP addresses being registered, I think that's a total solid thing. And you were gonna, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Time, you were gonna say something else. Uh, I was just saying that I, I I feel like rather than having you know um, forced there, that might I would feel intimidate more people than you know having a proper identification. I you gotcha. know, I, I feel like more people would be scared to show up if they did have military or police there. That would be true voter intimidation, yeah. Right. Uh, a couple other suggestions uh, coming along where I've actually uh, looked up, and they, these are two uh, great ideas as well to cut down on uh, possible uh, fraud. Um, they were saying do same-day registration. So you get the people in who aren't registered, you give them up to election date to pretty much register themselves. You do the entire process in one day. You, uh, you get registered at the polling places on election day, uh, they could do the entire process under the supervision of state election workers. So everything's done on the up and up. Everything's filled out nicey nice. They go and vote. Boom, that's it. There's no chance for them to fill out more than one form or anything like that. I think that's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent means of uh, ending that portion of uh, voter fraud. I mean, that that certainly would do it. But think about yeah. the amount of time it's going to take for thousands of people well they would have to streamline it to be like yeah you know. that, that would just take some because right now even in like a, a smaller cities you know sometimes the lines get really long and especially Agreed. if you're in those peak times like you know yeah right before work or right after work and on people's lunch breaks you know it could take hours to vote well maybe, i maybe think ex- that would turn a lot of people away too maybe extend it though for like you could vote now instead of just one election day you have an election week you know, do it that way, maybe. I could see that. I mean, yeah, that would definitely maybe. take care of it. I mean, they do offer the time. voting. Right. Um, right yeah. So you can do that. But yeah, it, I, I don't dislike that, but I, I feel like that would just be a very time-consuming activity. Okay. And here's another one, uh, coordination uh, among the states. Uh, same thing as you do with the with the driver's license. Have... Um, have um, it's it says um, it says to have states um, collate voter registration databases uh, with those in other states, along with driver's license and vital statistics. That way, um, the state board of elections can know when a voter moves or passes away. Um, they they have all that information right there at their fingertips. Uh, Eleven states, along with the District of Columbia, they joined this consortium of states who are doing this. Um, they compare their records and they're actually saving money in the process. So I think something like that, getting all 50 states on board to do that, you know, say, say, uh, Tommy Swags, you know, Hey, well, you're in South Carolina, but you're registered to vote in Tennessee. Where are you living? Oh, South Carolina. Okay. Eliminate the Tennessee voter registration. There you go. You're going to vote in South Carolina now. Right. 
Now, By the way, the, the tough you... thing with that is that's what what you're talking about is national versus being handled by the state. Right. And right. as far as that goes, being that it is a national boat, it's still handled state level, so that would be tough. Um, they would have to have a system in place that's going to kill one area from the other. Um, but yet again, you know how I feel. I, I think that voter identification should be a priority. I so agree. stuff like that doesn't it, happen. So it, voter, you're you're straight for voter ID. Absolutely, I, I'm for that too. And it, it has to be at the national level. What we're talking about here, it's, it's like each state has to be on board. And it just seems like every state has different laws of it. To your well, point yeah, earlier, that this is this is the highest office, and it's a national concern where everybody votes for one office here. I think it should be a national thing. But sure. again, it's just each state has their own different rules and laws and what you can and can't do. And until well, we solve just, that. Yeah, do that, do that though for the national election. Just make it where every state conforms. But if they're localized, you, you kind of go do your own thing. Yeah, I, I, and I agree 100%. And right. I think the way we can um, going back to the digital stuff and to streamline it uh, for a, a national thing from uh, Hawaii to Alaska to Florida is digital. It's um, if we can figure out a a, a uh, verification system where one person logs in digitally and every person can vote and then think about that. You don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah, you know, no, from I home. think as far as that and, the ease. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's done by your social security number. You log in and it, this social security number can't vote more than once and obviously they can check the system it's by control search is this social security voted more than once no it hasn't yes it has okay deny it voter fraud so it's just it's streamlining it it would have to be i think it has to be coming from a digital side don't you think that you'd have those complain because they can't get a voter id they're going to complain well i don't have a smartphone so that's not fair well, there's public libraries. You can you can probably go to a public library and uh, and vote there uh, for the uh, on their computers. It's free. I think they should have Amazon drones go to each house and do a <laughs> and do a retinal scan. That's a good idea. Please but, insert voting device. Yeah, but the, there's public services where you can go there for free. There's and you can use their computers. You can vote there. Yeah, and we all know that, you know what, whatever argument we make, there's always a counterpoint. You Like I said, I just brought that up to, you know, play the bad guy, and you're right there, public library. Yeah, you can. I don't have a computer, public library. There's a lot of free services out there that are available that really, if you just kind of take a little bit of your own initiative to get up and actually do something about it, you can get it done either cheap or Absolutely. for free. Right. I, agree I mean, there's that. plenty of means to have access to the internet. Um, family members that might have phones, uh, even if you, you can't afford it, like, you know, like you said, you've got public library, there are lots and lots of avenues for people to have access to the internet because internet is becoming a utility. It's not really a luxury. Actually, it's, it's, it's already voted. It's a, yeah. a law now. It's a, it's a utility, not a luxury right. anymore. And I mean, even it's, it's treated that way in your taxes too. If you're a student, you can, and you pay privately for your internet. You can use that as a tax route because it's. It's necessary. You have to have it. Yeah. Well, you could probably go on and argue this point like for another three hours, you know, going back and forth. I just kind of want to just, you know, I thought it was a very topical uh, a subject to tackle, especially we're coming up on another election. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of theories out there, a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of finger pointing and blaming going on no matter whose side wins. Um, just interesting to hear your guys' thoughts on them. Um, to get different opinions and you know you guys 
both each of you brought up something that I'd never really even taken into consideration. And that's why we do this show. We do this show to kind of put it out there, let you guys hear what we think. Hopefully that stirs inside of you something that, you know, you know, you have your opinions on. We love to hear them. And Tommy, if they want to let us know what they're thinking or their reaction, how can they get in contact with us? First off, you should email me at groupthinkcast at gmail.com. Second, you should like our page on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groupthinkcast. And then on Twitter as well, at groupthinkcast. Uh, we like to try to stay in touch with everyone and reply to emails and chat with you. And Absolutely. We love, love hearing from hear you guys. From Definitely love to hear from you guys. And now are you guys all, you're all going to vote Tom or uh, Ricky, you said you voted already. I did. I voted uh, Saturday morning, early okay. voted. And Tommy, I guess you're going to be sending in an absentee ballot or what are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to have to because I, I haven't got my information updated yet here. You got to get so, that. Voters right? fraud. He's going to send Voter. in five. That's right. I am. I am. Vote early, vote for, often. Yeah. And I, for Johnson, one, 2016. I, for one, I love going on, on election day. I think it's exciting going to the polling place, you know, the people out there with the signs and, you know, I, are you going so to fight people in the line? No, I never fight. Are you going to dress up in a Halloween costume? I know. Uh, since Halloween will be over for about yeah, eight days. Is, from that's there. true, Tommy. I don't know what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's gonna, not going to happen. Weird? <laughs> that's kind of weird. <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, the election results will turn out the way I'm hoping. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not very hopeful for it. But no, whatever. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And on that note, it's going to do it for another fun-filled, action-packed episode of Groupthink. Thanks for listening. Action-packed. And remember, we not only welcome your questions, but also your show ideas as well, no matter how outrageous the topic. And in the spirit of half-assed journalism, if there's a subject you suggest that we know nothing about, rest assured, we'll make it up and wing it as we go along. Good night, thinkers. Thank you. I'd like to give a shout out to Ethan and Justin, our our premium members. How about a shout out to the Nearly Dead? Yeah, uh, responsible for our 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 music, and they're also they're going on tour, right? Yeah, they're going on tour, and uh, this whole month, um, starting Thursday for a whole month. Awesome, and they're going to be just in the Midwest, though, right? Yeah, but Tommy, do you remember the festival they're doing? But they're going on tour for like a festival for a month. I have no idea. I can't remember. I wish I, I wrote it down, but um, Tommy just, is like out of state, out of mind. Yeah, he's, like, he's moved on. Just he's Google left you guys. the nearly deads with the S at the end of it. You'll you can find out their tour dates. And they got a new EP coming out too. They just got oh, funded, yeah. so they got that all like that's that's yep. on the hook, ready to go. So congratulations! Yeah, you can to them. Keep, you can keep funding towards it in order to listen to the EP early because it'll be out early next year. But if you buy it in advance, you can listen to it now. What's yeah, the, exactly. Uh, what's that address to go oh, fund it? It's actually yeah. pledgemusic.com. Oh, pledgemusic. Slash me. the nearly deads. Um, you can find them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the nearly deads with an S And the, the top Great donator band. gets a house party from them. They'll play live at your house. That is amazing. That's worth oh, it that just is there. Awesome. It is. I want an autographed guitar by Stephen Toby. Oh, you'll get it. It's coming. Yes. All right, thinkers. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again this time next week when we bring you more. Go vote. Go vote. Yeah, get out there and vote. Um, And if you don't vote, you got no room to complain. So that's right. Right. Go and go and do your American duty and go and vote. Good Good night. night. Good night, guys. Can I keep myself?